Welcome to the Going for Two podcast. I'm your co-host, Ben Cobb, joined today by the one, the only, the other co-host, Logan Sartain. Logan, hey, what's up? What's happening? Just living life down living here in life. Texas. Yeah. Is it getting hot yet down in Texas? It got hot and the last two days have been cold again. So, you know. Nice. Expect the unexpected. Classic Texas weather, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. So for what, sure. we got a little bit of that uh, Abilene wind blew yeah, in yeah. a couple of nights ago. Yeah, that's right. So, so what have you been doing uh, during quarantine without sports? How are you feeling your time without nightly sports? Um, I've convinced my wife to start watching a TV show with me. Okay. Um, I'm going to really, you know, bring out my inner nerd, but it's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, you know, we've been, <laughs> been watching that. Wow. Um, all right. Enjoying it. I've already, I've already watched the whole thing. And so sure. this is a new experience for her. Okay. Um, for all our listeners out there who would like to join you in that adventure, that nerd adventure, how can they view this? Is it on Netflix? Is it on Hulu? Ben, I know, I know you're just asking for yourself. No, it's, no, no, yes, no, no. For the other, on, for, for everybody it's on else. Netflix. Okay, okay, cool, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Just, yeah, um, I'll, I'll check in with you next week about that. If I know a surprising amount about the show this time mm-hmm. next week, it's just coincidence, really. Right, of course. Just show research. <laughs> yeah, it's just show research like I do for this show. Um, Logan, we had an eventful week so far off the air, uh, getting ready for the draft um do you Mm -hmm. want to tell them a little bit about uh the uh briefly the the twitter draft that we participated in courtesy of klts sports talk yes that was quite an event um heated discussions over trades yep um massive player swaps yeah that was was i think odell beckham right was among one of them I he might have been one that got rejected. Training. Yeah, you're right. He was on the table at one point, but I think he got rejected. Correct. But Von Miller is yep. now a member of the Detroit Lions <laughs> in that universe. Of so course. There's that. Yep. Um, if you want to check out that, or if you want to find out how Von Miller became a Detroit Lion, check out that uh that uh, Twitter draft that lives on KLTS. Say that handle again for me, Ben. Yeah, it's KLTS underscore sports talk. They were... Uh, yeah, it was It was quite an event. It was. KLTS did a great job moderating that event. It was a lot. It was, uh, you know, 32 different uh, podcast accounts uh, over, what about, a two-day mm-hmm. period or so, uh, going through the first and second yep. rounds. So if the NFL draft next week is anything like the KLTS sports talk draft, then we're in for oh, man. a great surprise. Yeah. Uh, I think we did pretty well. We controlled the Seahawks. Yep. And we ended up with um, Marlon Davidson and traded back into the first round at pick 32 and got A.J. Terrell. There we so go. So addressed kind of a, um, a versatile lineman for defensive lineman for the Seahawks and then kind of filled a need at corner as well. Yep, and if you're interested in checking out another mock draft uh, that Logan and I just participated in, uh, between him and I, I had, I had evens, 
Logan had odds, you can do so at our Twitter page mm-hmm. at going for two underscore pod. Logan posted screenshots of that. So tell us what you think. We've already had some buzz on that dra- draft. So Bucky Brooks, if you're listening, tell us what you think of the draft or just uh, our non-Bucky Brooks listeners. Feel free to chime in as well. Yeah, we will definitely respond as we have already. Yep. Um, thanks, Selvin, for the interaction. We This is, you know, we do this podcast because we like talking sports, mainly NFL and, and other levels of football. And uh, the draft is, Ben, is the draft to you bigger than the Super Bowl? No, no, it's not. not no? Not is, it cl- is it close? No, it is not. Not, not close. close? Nope. It's, I got to be honest, it's close for me. There's just so much optimism and hope and, you know, the trades and all of that. I get, I get super into the draft. I know. So. I know you're a, you're a huge draft fan and I love it. Um, that's definitely your area <laughs> yep. of both passion and expertise. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how the draft turns out next. I believe it's next Wednesday and Thursday uh, are the, the first and second days of the draft. Uh, for all you listeners, we're going to be having a draft podcast coming up soon. It's not going to be this podcast, but it will be the next podcast. We will post that uh, a few days before the NFL draft so you can get all things mm-hmm. NFL draft, see our hottest and coldest takes, and uh, then you can follow along with us on Twitter. I'm sure Logan and I will be uh, tweeting during it, giving our reactions about the draft if Logan is tied up with adult responsibilities, then I will do so because I, unlike Logan, am banished to my house. I cannot go anywhere. (laughs) So I have nothing to do other than uh, watch the draft and tweet. (laughs) So that'll be a really good time. Logan, what do we got on the docket for today's episode? Ben, I, I, oh man, I thought you were coming up with the docket for today's episode. Uh, I, you know, we can fill, we can talk more about my kitten. We've already talked about her on the past two episodes, but she's ready to be talked about again if we need to fill the airtime. So this week we're going to talk about, (laughs) we're going to, before we jump into our main discussion, (laughs) I want to, I wanted to touch on something that we talked about on our Instagram live version, that whole deal, trying to figure that out. We will get it figured out someday and do a live podcast, but we kind of did a scaled back version. And we talked about what should the NBA do when they resume, if they resume. Yeah. So I believe it was your brother-in-law that pitched us a pretty good idea while we were uh, Instagram living. It was, you know, my brother-in-laws have really kind of dominated the, uh, the guest podcast, the guest appearances <laughs> on this podcast, first Kyle and then Chip. But yes, you're right. He did pitch us uh, that creative solution. And so we, his idea was, hey, do it like the NCAA tournament and have every team in single elimination tournament. And Ben, you and I kind of took that and workshopped it a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of the changes that we said um, would be good would be do away with the divi- or the conferences this year. Seed the teams one through 30. Mm-hmm. And then to make the tournament work, you would give a first round bye to the first and second seed and then play it tournament style. So, you know, you've got the, the Lakers and the Bucks with a first round bye. So they're not going to be the biggest upset in league history um 
in the first round, but mm-hmm. you could have, and you probably would have a few upsets in just a one game series. Yep. Um, and then going back to probably a seven game series for the final. Right. That I'd watch that. Man, I think that would be, I imagine that most of those games would be the highest rated NBA games ever for multiple reasons. One, because of the intensity of the situation mm-hmm. and the novelty of the situation. And two, because people are starved for sports right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was just the NBA games going on or maybe even like a little regular season baseball, it would dominate the airways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was a little bit disappointed. Did you watch any of the uh, NBA horse matchup this past Sunday? I saw a few, if you could call them highlights, Yeah, <laughs> over Twitter, but yeah. I didn't was, really uh, get my attention. You know, I was, I was looking forward to that when they announced it. I was like, wow, this is a really cool idea. Uh, it really <laughs> kind of did not meet my expectations at all. Uh, it was largely filmed on like poor quality camera phones some of it was Mm -hmm. and you know it was the broad i i realize it's difficult for espn to do such a uh, large scale uh program given the circumstances today but i I did have higher expectations for it so that did definitely did not um mitigate my need for sports right now yeah um we're we're definitely gaining appreciation for a lot of things during this time. Yep. Um, sports, different types of live entertainment, and then you know, like you said, the the production value that ESPN and and other uh, major networks are able to produce is exceptional, and yep. we we take that for granted all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, on that topic of the NBA and wanting the NBA back. Uh, I'm going to do something that is a little bit uh, perhaps controversial for our listeners, but I'm not going to talk with you today about the NFL or college football. And I know that's probably, we probably have about, you know, half of our audience right now is just ending the podcast right here. uh, When (laughs) we're learning, they're learning about, we are not going to be talking about the NFL today, but to that one listener, I will say, hopefully you'll be back next week for the draft. <laughs> so, Logan, and let's... To that one listener, I guarantee <laughs> you I will give you at least one football analogy because my my selection of analogies is very limited. So Yeah, it's, <laughs> I probably will as well. Um, yeah, Logan, on that topic, we've got an interesting debate today. We talked a little bit about it mm-hmm. uh, on the when we went on Instagram Live. Uh, Last time uh, we alluded to it, spoken about how we are going to be discussing it on this episode, and that is the uh, debate between two of the rising stars in the NBA right now, the rookie and Blue Devil, Zion Williamson, and the foreign phenom, Luka Doncic. Uh, Logan, what are your first impressions about these two guys and give me your thoughts surrounding uh, just overall debate about these two players and their their future success before we dive into a little bit more of the details. So my initial thought when we're talking about these two guys is, man, it's a 
it's a relief. I can exhale. The NBA is going to survive when LeBron James retires because these two guys are, I mean, they're incredible to watch. They are fan favorites and they're amazing basketball players in their own right in totally different ways. And neither one of them is the next LeBron, just like LeBron is not the next, was not the next Michael. They're their, they are their own players um, in really two very unique ways in, in types of players that are hard to find comparisons for. Um, I mean, someone with Zion's skill set and body type, I, mm-hmm. I don't know of another NBA player in history that's been able to do those things like he does. And, and Luca's journey from pl- being, you know, uh, a pro player at the age of, I think, 16, already winning an international championship. And the, his style of play is, yeah. it's very unique as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's interesting, like you were alluding to, that these players are so vastly different in, in their style of play and their body compositions and what they bring to the table and even their backgrounds, you know, from Luca playing in a professional career overseas for several years to Zion uh, playing at Duke and being a one and done, like their paths to the NBA were so dissimilar, but they're having such a big impact on the NBA. So Mm -hmm. diving into the details, you know, we can talk vaguely about, um, who's better and, you know, but that generally that conversation when you have like the talking heads on ESPN, I think when you leave it vague and when you don't put strict parameters around it and try to discreetly delineate the conversation so that you can actually have someone that you feel is better when you, when you don't make it so specific, the argument, then it becomes kind of a moot point because one person say, well, I generally think Luke is better. Or I generally think uh, Zion's better and, you know, who's to say who's wrong and who's right. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, we're going to break it down into a process uh, for who we think will be better this year once the NBA hopefully returns next year and then over their career. Um, So, Logan, let's go ahead and address the first one on our radar. Who is going to have the better year once the NBA returns Luca or Zion I think man this is tough there's there's so many ways like you said even when we do make it so specific where we're talking about this season the better player is Luka Doncic at this stage in their careers the better player is Luka Doncic okay but I would say Zion is going to have the season that may be more impressive if that makes sense, just because okay. he is a rookie um, and what he's in, he's been able to do in a very limited capacity. And as far as he was injured at the beginning of the season, what he was able to do in his first few games was was record breaking for a rookie. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I'll say. I say Luca is the better player. Zion will have the more impressive season. What do you think? So, yeah, so thinking through for the end of the season, um, for our listeners to, to give you some kind of um, objective perspective on this, um, I'm going to read off Zion's stats through, what, about mid-March or so, whenever the NBA was um, 
postponed, and then I'm going to read off uh, Luca's stance. So stats. So Zion had actually I'll read them off together so that we can have some good comparisons. Um, obviously Zion played. I think it was about. Uh, 20 games or so this season, and Luca mm-hmm. uh, has largely played the entirety of the season. So keep that in mind. Uh, but before the NBA got postponed, Zion scored 23.6 points per game, and uh, Luca scored 28.7 points per game. So Luca has scored more points. Zion had gotten about, I'm going to just put this in more integers because I think that's easier to digest, especially Mm -hmm. on my end. So rebounds, Zion had seven rebounds per game. Uh, Luca had um, nine rebounds per game, which is kind of surprising. Assists per game, Zion had two. And Luca had nine assists per game. So the stats definitely reflect Luca having the better season thus far. Um, and then, so, you know, that, that goes to your point that Luca will have the better season. Uh, and I, I am going to agree with you just from what we've seen from the trajectory so far. One of the concerns that I have about Zion, and this was a concern that, uh, reared his ugly head last year, um, during the regular season of Duke's, um, season was the injury bug for Zion, Right. Um, fortunately, that has not been something that has plagued uh, Luca yet. And really, whenever a player comes into the league and is injured so quickly, that gives me immediate pause. Um, so I would be willing to say Zion is probably, unfortunately, going to miss some games uh, in the future of this season. Maybe, you know, a stretch of five to ten more games or so. Um, because he is injury prone and I hope that doesn't happen, but I think it probably will. And because both Luke, I think Luke is the um, better player right now. And I think Luca is less injury prone than Zion. is. so I agree with you that Luca is going to have the better, uh, the better season. Um, and so once it comes back with, with that and talking about Zion and his injury history, is there something to the fact that, um, because of his body type, he's he's more injury prone. Is it is it something along the lines of yes, his his muscle mass is is so great that it's it's grown more um, kind of out of proportion with the strength of his his joints or his ligaments. Is that something that's that's legitimate? You know, honestly, I, I can't even begin to speak to that. I just don't know. Um, I have you know, I don't have any expertise in that field um but you know i i can speak for what i have seen you know we all saw him get injured at duke last year with busting through his shoe um and and then again uh not being able to start his season until Mm -hmm. a couple months in um i think i don't think i'm inaccurate physiologically in in saying that given players that are extremely explosive such as uh, Zion Williamson, or I would assume, are probably a little bit more injury prone, prone to players that uh, rely on more outside shots from the perimeter. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why guys, as they age, play around the perimeter a little bit more, right? It's kind of like, who is more injury prone, a Dirk Nowitzki or a w- Russell Westbrook? Well, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would think Russell Wel- Westbrook, as he, you know, sprints and um, just cuts and jumps, and Dirk is out there just kind of 
falling back on one leg, throwing up shots, um, like, you know, 40 year old Dirk used to do. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that there, it's wrong to say that Zion is more injury prone, probably at least due in part because of the explosiveness that he plays with. And Luca kind of has more of a persevering, um, style of play when it comes to the sustainability perspective. Right. I wanted to point out in those stats that you read, um, the bump or the difference that Luca had in, in rebounds over Zion, I'm going to say is going to be partially, and I, I think this may be true through their entire careers, partially because at the position that they're going to play, Luca will always have the size advantage or the height advantage, and Zion will usually not have a height advantage. Now, he has a, a, a vertical advantage over nearly every player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But he will he will usually be outmatched as far as height when he's playing either the four or the five. Now, if I mean, I, I think that's where he's going to end up playing with the style of basketball where we're going to. Um, but I mean, even Jason Tatum has him by two inches. And Draymond Green's got him by an inch. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has him by an inch. LeBron by yeah. two inches. He's always going to be a little bit shorter or mostly going to be a little bit shorter. Whereas when Luca is playing point guard or the two guard at six, six, he's probably going to be an inch or two inches taller than, than the person he's trying to block out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's odd that Luca and Zion are essentially the same height, more or less that you don't really think about that as talking about a guard versus probably a four or five, like you were saying and the NBA. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a really good point that their heights are actually just about the same, but they definitely don't have the same style of play. Um, to give a little bit more perspective on uh, the surrounding cast behind the Mavericks and behind um, the Pelicans. So both in the West, the Mavericks, if the season is right now, the Mavericks would be the seventh seed. So barely making the playoffs. Pelicans would be the 10 seed barely or um, barely missing the playoffs, but that's also a little bit weighted um, because the Pelicans didn't have Zion, who's their best player for, you know, the first couple months. So if they had Zion going forward, they would probably be, I would imagine up near the Mavericks are. So I would think all equal, their supporting casts. Um, I would actually probably say Zion supporting cast is better than the Mavericks, but I think that the Mavericks um, have a little bit better style of play as far as meshing goes. And then I also do think mm. that the Mavericks head coach is better than uh, Alvin Gentry as a head coach. I think head coaches, um, both are good. Um, I, I do give the the edge to the Mavs coach, um, mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle. And, um, but I would say right now, or at the at this stage, the Mavericks supporting cast around Luca is is better, but I, I see a better future for the Pelicans. Um, I think they've got a lot of young, good pieces um, that if they continue to progress, they they could be really good. Whereas the Mavericks right now, I think they've they've got a really solid cast, and if they added another uh, top level player, they could be one of the best teams in the West. Um, or, you know, you, if they can continue to, to, to keep intact this, this uh, main core group, and then as Luca and Kristaps Porzingis progress, if those two guys become, you know, top 10 players, 
then I think they, they become one of the top players in the West as well. So talking about the future a little bit, um, our next category of comparison. So just giving a running count, uh, Luca has the nod over Zion for the mm-hmm. best player for the rest of the season for both Logan and I. So let's talk about next season. So not this, not when this season resumes, but the next season. Uh, who do you got, Zion or Luca for the what twenty? What would that be? The twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season. No, sorry, my my brain is a little bit mushed. Since <laughs> the calendar is shifted a little bit, but let's just say next season, since we're not exactly next sure season. NBA will start. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Yeah, I think, man, I'm tempted to say say Zion, um, but but my head is telling me it's going to be Luca again. Um, okay, I think at this stage and or at, even with a little bit of progression, um, Luca is going to be the more the well the more well rounded player. He's going to be able to do more better. Than, than Zion. Zion may be the better scorer by this time next year. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. Um, but I still mm-hmm. think the combination, Luke is going to be a triple-double machine for the rest of his career. So next year, next season, I'm rolling with Luca. So, Logan, let me ask you this, and, and this, is a, uh, this is not a slight to your analysis whatsoever because I wasn't thinking about this until just now. Are you factoring in defense when you when you talk about these comparisons? Um, not nearly as much as offense, and that's that is contradictory to my normal um, theory that defense is half the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, are you are you insinuating is Zion the better defender in your eyes? Yeah, Zion's the better defender, uh, I believe. Um, I mean, I don't have the statistics right in front of me to back that up, but I would think that definitely from an eye test, he's the better defender. But I would say that mm. the statistics would probably back that up if anybody listening wants to send me some um, stats that are contrary to Zion being a better defender than Luca. You certainly can. Um, but you and know, just watching statistically, him statistically, mm-hmm. he probably will bear out as the better defender because he'll sure. he's going to rack up. Uh, shot blocks um but i think that i don't think it's as big of a concern for me with luca because i i feel like he'll be able to be hidden um okay with the position that he's gonna play he's gonna be your primary ball handler so whether or not you call him a point guard if the mavericks you know if the mavericks feel like he is a defensive liability then don't put another point guard on the floor and let him guard, you know, a shorter guard where he's going to have the size advantage. Yeah. I think that, you know, the defensive perspective is something we need to weigh when we're doing these analyses. But, you know, I also agree that the offensive side is, I would weight it more heavily when I'm I'm doing these comparisons. Um, You know, Logan, one of the themes we have on this show is that you and I tend to agree with each other, which I'm not sure is a good or bad thing. Um, (laughs) So if you're looking for controversy, uh, this podcast may not be the podcast for you for some episodes. But, Logan, I agree with you. Um, I would take Luca as having the better season next year. 
Um, the reason why I say that is, you know, Zion, and there's a fantastic article actually comparing uh, Zion versus Luca um, and who you would want to build your team around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's by Bleacher Report if you want to go check that out um, for those listening. But it is a really crazy uh, sample that we have gotten from Zion so far. You right. know, he's played 20-ish, uh, or I think 30, about 30 games, or 20 games, I think, actually. He has had 12 straight uh, games that were 20-point games and three 30-point games, uh, and he's played 16 career games. So 16 games has been phenomenal, has been on a tear, but that is a very small sample size. It is. Um, and that is – I would dilute it some – because he missed the first uh, 40-ish games of the season. So I think that that's going to be not as impressive as it usually would be in my eyes for a normal 16-game stretch. Um, But it's just I keep going back to the injury factor. Um, I think that it's going to be difficult for Zion to come in and play a season where he doesn't get injured. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen, but I think that just his play style and the history of injury that we've seen has, um, has shown that he is very prone to injury. And I think that next season, he's probably going to spend a little bit of time out with injury. Mm. Um, you know, in that, I, I'm not trying to go on a tangent here, but that shows the, the like amazingness of LeBron James in his career, because yeah. He has pretty similar style of uh, styles of play, somewhat as far as as far as uh, explosiveness as Zion. They're both extremely athletic, extremely explosive, can jump out of the gym. Um, but LeBron really didn't have a significant history or injury history until just last year. You know, mm-hmm. for the first fifteen years, you know, thirteen, fifteen years, however he's been in the league, and then Zion comes in and he starts having that injury history um, even before he gets in the NBA. So that's just that's my main concern. You know, even if Zion was clearly like right now, clearly the better player than Luca, I still don't know if I would pick him to have the better season than uh than Luca next year just because of that injury history. In fact, I would probably take a good amount of players next year to have the better overall season than Zion. Because unfortunately, I think that he is going to have the injury bug that he's going to deal with next year. Yeah, and I definitely hope you're wrong, but I can't, I can't disagree with you because, yeah, I mean, we, we've already seen it start to play out. Um, luckily for Zion, he'll already be seen as a better player than Greg Oden, <laughs> even, if he, <laughs> even if he has yeah. uh, a terrible injury-plagued season or career he's already done things more impressive than probably the biggest bust of all time. The player drafted ahead of Kevin Durant. Um, so as we go into the next section, so we've talked about this season, we've talked about next season. Now we're going to talk about over their entire career. I'm going to pose three different questions that kind of get us to <clears throat> analyze these two players and what we think they're going to be throughout their career. Okay. All right. So who do you think, who would you take to build your team around Zion or Luca? Luca. 
the uh, the Luka. blue devil in me it hurts to say that, but I would take Luca. I, I I would agree. I think playmaking is is such an important part of of team building. Um, you know, a team of Carmelo Anthony, um, Russell Westbrook, and and Kobe would be incredibly talented. But who's going to pass the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that is a, a central piece to to building a team, and that is what Luca may be best at is playmaking. So you know, and I'll do a take at the end of this when you're finished asking the next two questions. But uh, I'll give you my thoughts about if Zion was healthy for the rest of his career. Okay, I'll, I'll take out that factor and give you my takes on that because I do have a, a, a word to say about my perspective when it comes to that. Okay, so who will win more championships? over their career, Luca or Zion? Woo. That, that's a really difficult question. Um, I'm going to say, <clears throat> man, for some reason, I think it's Zion. I don't know why. Uh, and that's probably being a terrible sports podcast. Host <laughs> where I don't have a lot of uh, corroborating reason for why I think so, but you know, I, I I think the super teams are still – I think we're still in the era of super teams in the NBA, and I, I mm-hmm. think that Zion is the kind of player that would get drawn into a super team. You know, I think that he has that highlight reel capability. I think when you think about stars in the NBA, um, you may be thinking more prone to uh, Zion and his dunking ability than Luka and his, you know, assisting ability. So – when those super teams form over the next 10 years or so, I think teams may go after Zion instead of Luca. I'm not saying that that's probably the best uh, thing to do, but I could see Zion being on a super team more than I can Luca. Again, we're going to stick with the theme and we're just going to agree on every, every question. Wow, really? I thought that was going to be kind of a hot take. No, I'm going to go with Zion um, because you know the Mavericks have have only won one championship in our lifetime, I believe, and they've they've kind of been in this vein of we don't want to rebuild for the last several years. Yeah. So they're going to approach within the next probably five years. They're going to approach their championship window and the close of their championship window as currently constructed. And when that championship window closes and they've got Kristaps and Luca in their prime and, and maybe at the end of their prime, they, they didn't do it for Dirk. You know, they could not put together yeah. a team around Dirk late in his career that could compete. Yeah. And, you, you know, but they were able to hold on to Dirk. And that's what I think they're going to try their hardest to do. Whereas the Pelicans, they may not. They might not have that option, but Dallas has enough to keep a superstar, but maybe not enough to get them over the edge, at least not for multiple championships. Yeah. And I think for me uh, also factor. So I don't think that Zion is going to win a um, championship in new Orleans. I think if he was going to win a championship, he'll need to get traded. So therefore that begs (laughs) the question, who is more tradable Zion or Luca? Mm -hmm. Um, because I predict Zion having injury history, I think that Zion is going to be more tradable. 
I think that uh, they're going to have some ups and downs when it comes to his injury, uh, his, his injuries going forward. And therefore they Pelicans may say, you know, he's been great for us when he's healthy, but he's not healthy all the time. So we're going to ship him off a la DeMarcus cousins, right. Who ended up on the warriors who ended up on the Lakers, some of these Mm -hmm. super teams, because he's a fantastic player, but he just can't stay healthy. So if Zion takes that uh, boogie cousins route, then he can end up on a super team. I don't think that Luca is a very tradable player because I think obviously he's a centerpiece of that team. And additionally, he's probably going to stay healthy. So they're not going to look for reasons to ship him off. Yep. And while I do think that Luca would fit on nearly any team because of the, you know, his playmaking ability. And he is kind of a guy that would tend to be the centerpiece, like you said. Yeah. And that is two, two factors against him here. One, the Mavericks are less likely to let go of them, like you said. And two, you know, a team with another star is probably less likely, maybe less likely to pursue um, Luka. Whereas Zion could play second fiddle. Like, yeah. And that's kind of kind of lining out with everything that we've said up to this point. We, we really probably believe Luka is going to be the better player, but that may give Zion the better shot at a championship. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, fourth and or third and final question on this segment. Who is more likely to get into the Hall of Fame? Luca or Zion? Wow. You're really bringing the big guns right now, aren't you? Yep, yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think that we're probably going to agree on this, and I think that the trajectory of this episode so far will give my answer away, but I think it's Luca. Um, it's very hard to predict at this stage of the game, right? Obviously he's going to be in the hall of fame, but one of the areas that I think about when talking about a hall of fame status is the system in which they're in. There's a lot of very talented players uh, who Mm -hmm. will not end up in the hall of fame because uh, they kind of had a volatile career because of the ownership or the coaches or the franchise that they were drafted to. Um, The Pelicans, while I don't think that they're a, necessarily a volatile and dysfunctional franchise by any means. I think the Mavericks have a, has a much more sound infrastructure to support Luca and his development as a player. I think that Rick Carlisle is a veteran coach. He knows really what he's doing. Um, They have uh, Mark Cuban, who has been around for a long time, championship winning head coach and owner. Um, And it's just a, it's a good environment to play in. They know how to support their players. Uh, The fans are fantastic. Um, they know how to be loyal to a player. You know, uh, Luka came in, essentially replaced Dirk, um, and people are flocking to him. You know, mm-hmm. people in Dallas love Luka. And I think that is a big factor. Um, I think hopefully Zion has a very flourishing career in New Orleans, uh, but I am wary of the the owner and, and, and the head coach there, Alvin Gentry, and the supporting cast and uh, the city of New Orleans, how they're going to take on and, and um, approach Zion when he does have these injuries, you know. Um, so I think that when I, you know, we've talked a lot about their talent as players, but when I'm looking at Hall of Fame status, uh, when two individuals are so talented, like both of them, because they both have Hall of Fame talent. I don't think that they're right. in denying that. But looking at the systems around them in place, I think that Luca has a better in- shot from that infrastructure perspective. Right. So, Ben, while you were giving your take, I was sitting here trying to justify how can I disagree? How can I, okay. how can I say that Zion 
is is going to be more likely to make the Hall of Fame. And yeah. so if I was going to make that argument, here would have been that argument. One, the Hall of Fame in basketball is not an NBA Hall of Fame. It's just yep. a Hall of Fame. And I don't know of any international or any players that got in based on international play. So that give that would give Zion a leg up just for his one year at Duke. Then I would say, you know, his the Hall of Fame is often a a little bit of a popularity contest and yep. can tend to, you know, we, we are looking at the elite of the elite as far as statistics, but if it, it comes to you know, two guys that are close statistically, it's going to be a popularity contest. It's going to be who, who did you like more? And people are going to flock to Zion in that respect. He is going to be by far the bigger star if his career continues to be successful and he continues to stay healthy um, just because of the flashiness of his play. But then I sat there and I thought, but I'm expecting Luca to average nearly a triple double for at least 10 years. So, mm-hmm. and I can't, like you, you've brought up many times, I can't take out the fact that Zion is injury prone. So statistically, it won't be close. Zion or Luca will be far and above the better Hall of Fame candidate. Um, so I've got to agree with you. It, it will be, I think, I think they both make the Hall of Fame. I do. I think Zion mm-hmm. stays healthy enough, wins a championship or two, and maybe even an MVP season and right. and just being possibly the biggest star in his generation. I think that is enough to get him into the hall of fame. Um, but if I'm having to pick one, I'm picking Luca. So, you know, I hear that and I, I'm, I'm interested to hear your take before I say my take um, that I was talking about a little bit earlier. Who has the better career if Zion stays completely healthy? Hmm. Better career is is tough. Um, so I'll break it down. I'll say statistically, Luka Doncic. Okay. Okay. Because of of what I've already you know explained, yeah, I think Zion is the better defender and may even overall be the better scorer. But uh, Luka is going to rack up the assist and the rebounds, and those are the three stats: points, rebounds, assists that you really your go to stats in basketball. And Luca is going to prevail in those three overall. Um, But as far as championships, if Luca or if Zion stays healthy, I I think you could make the argument based on rings that that Zion has a better career. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I'll kind of kind of I guess you could call this agreeing. Um, but I would say if Zion is is healthy his entire career, Zion's going to have the better career. Um, and I know that that might kind of sound like hedging my bets a little bit because there's variability to the amount that somebody is injured. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I think if he has a generally very healthy career, he'll have a better overall career than Luca. Um, I think from a statistic standpoint, I think Zion will, if he is healthy, obviously I have that caveat in there. Uh, I think he'll score more than Luca. Uh, I don't know if he'll have, I don't think he'll have as much, as many assists as Luca. Um, 
And I don't know if he'll have um, as many rebounds, but I think from a scoring perspective, he'll score more than Luca. Um, and I think from an overall career, he'll um, he will be in a position where we would consider him to have a better career, such as kind of, not a huge gap, but I think a gap sort of similar to a LeBron versus Kevin Durant or something to that degree. Not saying that Zion's mm-hmm. going to be like LeBron, but just comparing comparing gaps. Um, but that being said, I don't think that he's going to be healthy. The I don't think he's going to have a very healthy career. And so it's kind of a moot point. Um, but I just did want to give that perspective because yeah. Zion is amazing. I mean, you know, I watched a lot of Duke basketball last year. Um, and he, he, I mean, he's, he is, when he's healthy, he is amazing. He's um, definitely in this discussion, the more physically gifted player. And yeah. maybe in any discussion, I don't know if you can bring yeah. up another player that's more physically gifted than Zion. Yeah. I mean, he's, I don't, I don't know if I'd go this far, but I think it's, it's reasonable if somebody were to say he's more athletic than LeBron coming into the league. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to stay healthy, which I hope he does. Uh, the blue devil in me hopes that he is healthy the entirety of his career. Um, but you know, I just, I just don't see it. And for that reason, I'm taking Luca like you on all of our categories. Well, awesome. So Ben, um, the listeners can look forward to hearing all about, um, the NFL draft in our next podcast. Um, yep. you know, we, hopefully we're talking real NBA, like, talking about games that actually happen uh, by the next time we talk NBA. And hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Um, But Mm -hmm. I am not a psychic and I can't tell the future. So can't tell you if that's going to be true or not, but it's, I hope it is. I hope it is. That's uh, we may run out of things to talk about when it comes (laughs) to the NBA. If the NBA is not coming back, Um, but we'll see how this podcast goes. After the draft, because right now, you know, we're in draft mode. Mm-hmm. We're in squeezing out the little bit of NBA that we can discuss. But after the draft, oh, man, we may we might be sharing some recipes on here, doing some interviews with my cats. So Breaking down we'll see eye racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So it'll be a good time, though, regardless. All right. Check us out on Twitter. Don't forget to uh, watch our, or listen to our next episode. And if you want a going for two sticker be watching our Twitter account. I will put out some stuff um, on how you can get a going for two sticker and give you some pictures of those beautiful, beautiful stickers. All right. It's been fun. Thanks for listening.